Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Let's go over and talk to Ava, who is calling us from Virginia. Ava, what's going on? I called you this morning, and I heard a beeping noise, and so I hung up because I thought I had called the wrong number. And so my mom turned to me, and she said, that's the busy line. That means the line's busy. That's a busy signal. Had you never like, heard a, a, have you never heard a busy signal before, Ava? I have never heard a busy signal before. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what is that? And she's like, that's a busy signal, Ava. And then she was like, oh my gosh, time marches on. And I was like, what is the noise? Ha- it was so funny. How old are you, Ava? I'm 16. I've been listening to you guys since I was in like first or second grade when we would drive my, on my way to school. It's wild, though, that you have never heard a busy signal. And you thought that you just called the wrong number or a fax machine. Oh, I guess you didn't know what a fax machine is. Yeah. Huh? You know how sometimes you call a fax machine by accident? It goes, eh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other day on the show, I mentioned a screensaver. And I was lit up by the youngins. Like, hey, time marches on, bro. We don't have screensavers anymore. I meant my lock screen. Well, uh, what is Oh, that's what we call it? Pro- yeah. Uh. Well, that's, that is what we call it, yes. I say screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> Ava, thank you for the call. Thank you for making us feel old. That's crazy that you've never heard a busy signal. I love you guys. All right. Thank you. Have a great morning. Uh, There's another TikTok time traveler, by the way, just to give you a little juice for your morning. On March 15th, 2022, this person who's from our future says that on this date, a volcano erupts and creates an ash cloud that covers the entire world. Whoa. Did you know that if the volcano at Yellowstone erupted that this would happen? It hasn't. No. But if it did erupt, and it could Mm. erupt any day at any time, there would be enough ash that the sun couldn't get through and we'd all die. Wow. This could happen 10 seconds from now. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Secondly, June 28th of this year, an airplane goes missing for a month and returns with everyone on board claiming it was only three hours. I think they watched that show Manifest. Yeah, Yeah, that's what that is. Mm -hmm. And then August 2nd of this year, they claim we make contact, not with aliens, but an underground civilization. Underground. So for what it's worth, you've been warned. Uh, This is from at past time travel. We are keeping all these dates and we will check back in and see if any of it's (laughs) happened on March, June, and August of this year. Let's go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. My question is, how do I ask for a raise from my boss when I don't see him in person? I used to work where his main office was, but now have moved to another location where I no longer see him. The raises I've gotten in the past have been in person, and that's what I believe the standard procedure is for asking for a raise. Is writing an email unprofessional? My last raise was two years ago, and I feel like I got some more experience, some more knowledge, and have put on more responsibility since then. Any advice on how to handle this in a professional manner would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Signed, Sparky. I think this is uh, an issue, too, with folks now because of of the pandemic. More than just moving, some people just don't go in anymore. And so you don't have that face-to-face time. And if you don't have face-to-face, I'm telling you, it is going to be so hard to survive and thrive because so much is based off of interaction every single day. You can quickly be forgotten about. That being said, I don't think an email is the first route. I think hitting them up on a Zoom. Yeah. Because that's Mm -hmm. as close as you can get to human personal contact. You can still see each other. You still have to make the eye contact. You can still have great, strong body language. Express how you feel with your tone of voice. 
So my uh, the first option is, hey, you might hop in on the Zoom with me. And if Zoom doesn't work, then you can put in an email. That's okay. But before an email, I would even go phone route. And I hate the phone. I would go Zoom, phone, email, registered mail, psychic thought. <laughs> that would be the five. That would be the order I would go. Channel it to him. Yes. Yeah, oh. <laughs> raise, 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 raise. Uh, yeah, but I think it's Zoom. Yeah, you face-to-face. And that's what, I mean, think of, yeah, over the last two years, how many important meetings and things have gone down over Zoom. And you still can have that feeling of face-to-face, but you're right. In order to be top of mind, it's a bummer, too. You're not no longer even in the same building because, yeah, that's even just running into your, you know, people you work with at times can be helpful. You know, the dynamic of a human relationship is the most important dynamic in anything, in a, in a romantic relationship, in a business relationship, because the first thing people want to do is protect people they know and see and that make them feel good and make them happy. That's just a general feeling. If anyone came and like, all right, it's time to cut Eddie. And I'm like, because Eddie sucks at his job. Like, no, no, Eddie made me feel good. Yeah, because I see you so every I day. So I fight for Eddie because I see Eddie eye to eye. Right. Um, so that I would even encourage this. If possible, every six months or so, see if you can go to lunch with this dude or this lady. I think she may have said, yeah, him. She said him. If you can, even that is a strong human bond. If you don't work in the same place, but it's another location in town. See if you can go to lunch every six months. And what do you talk about at lunch? Who cares? Anything? It's just being in person and reminding them you are a human being. Tell them. About, you know when someone's got a gun to their head and the person goes, I have kids. You oh, right. right. Yeah, got it. It's just reminding them that you are a human being. You're not oh. just a number on a spreadsheet. Got it. So, okay, that's the list. Zoom, phone, email, Registered mail, psychic then, thought. Yeah, yeah. Telegram. Yeah. I mean, heck, do all five. <laughs> what about, <laughs> go, or, or if lunch doesn't work, could you arrange to go by that office one day for, like, if you say, say hey, can sure, we have, have a, meeting? a meeting? I'm willing yeah. to come there. I definitely wouldn't just do a pop-up. No, I'm here. No, no, no. No surprises. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah, but good luck with that. Sparky, it sounds like you know what you deserve and go get it. The hardest thing isn't to actually deserve a raise. It's to go and ask for it. Yeah. Because it's an awkward situation. I mean, every day I come in, Ray's like, hey, man, I get a raise. Every day. And you have to say no every time. Every day I say no. It's yes, it's, it's a weird situation. All right, thank you. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. A bride tries to get COVID so it doesn't spoil her wedding. Now, the headline, you go, wait, what? But really? Like, I get it. Yeah. You want the antibodies so it doesn't crush your entire big day. Yeah, get it over with to where you're safe to hang out and do your wedding instead of getting it the day before and you have to quarantine. Yeah, or three days before. Right, yeah. not being able to do a lot of the things you wanted to do before the wedding because of the risk of you getting it. Mm-hmm. A bride-to-be came up with an idea, and it's all to make sure COVID doesn't mess with her big day, and it's that COVID messes with her way before her big day. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Not two way before, though, because then you're going to get it You got to time again. it right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but you could do it two months out, That's three true. months out. Raymundo came to me and says he's trying to get it right now. Yeah, I talked to several doctors. They said this was the weakest okay, variant. when have you talked to several doctors? We have friends that are. How many friends that do you have that are doctors? Be honest here. How many friends do you have that are doctors? Two. The one guy owns, like, some company that's kind of like 23andMe. The other girl used to date one of our friends, so I have two. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Are they medical doctors, not like yeah, plastic surgeons? They're like yeah. healers. Right. No, it's <laughs> Botox <laughs> doctor of history. Ray. Okay, I'm still going to let you say what you're going to say, although I don't PhD. fully believe it. Go ahead. Yes, and so I heard that this was the weakest variant, and yes, you can get the antibodies, so this would be the one you would want to get over all the others. 
And so you are trying to get it right now. I was. I failed. I tried to do it over Christmas, but it didn't work. <laughs> I tried. Wait, the, sorry, ignorance here, but like if you get this variant, does that mean you're, you're good on the other? From what they know now, these antibodies. We're good. Okay. You're good. from, But tomorrow, who know. knows? Right. Breaking news. You know, the butt face variant's out and anything you've ever had doesn't. <laughs> I don't want that Who one. knows? Who knows? Um, but you've given up on that, Ray? Yeah, it just didn't work. Being around people, I guess maybe you got to actually kiss. Oh. Stuff with fluids, other Hug stuff them, like maybe. that. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you had COVID? No. One of the few that hasn't. Well, I think most of this room hasn't, honestly. Crazy. Yeah, who, I haven't. Amy hasn't. You haven't. Lunchbox hasn't. There's four. Mike has five, five of the seven of us haven't had it at all. <laughs> and I see memes of people like just dodging COVID, and it's like the Matrix thing where he's bent over and bullets <laughs> are going at him. And I'm like, well, I mean, yes, a lot of people had it, but I mean, we have somebody out right now again because of COVID. And so far, five of us out of the seven. Amy didn't know. <laughs> Someone have COVID here? Yeah. Now Amy's looking at all and of us. And Abby just had COVID, and I she's know. back. Oh. Abby, you're off, the mask is off now, right? Hey, Abby, can I ask you a question? Yes, you can. Did you hit the garage with your truck this morning? <laughs> what was that? I didn't what? see it. What <laughs> happened? It was so loud. And Did- then, of course, Bobby's right there. You saw it. <laughs> what happened? Abby nailed the garage with her truck. <laughs> no. Well, she was. The garage goes oh up gosh. slowly, and I don't know why Abby couldn't wait six more seconds. No, I. Oh. <laughs> I and, but instead, she she started driving through, and boom, nails the top of her truck, and I look back, <laughs> and I'm like, and then Abby just keeps her head down and keeps on driving, like like nothing happened. Oh. You think it's COVID brain? It, it must be. I thought was it coming down or was it going up? It was going. I, it was going up. Oh shoot! Okay, I am. You didn't even know that it was know. going up because. What? Hold on, let me think about this. Hold on, let me think about this. That's a good question because you are coming in after I came in. Mm-hmm. But oh, it, but, so she but was it was to... it was a bit after. I don't. I'm not sure because I was already out of my car. And if you're driving up when I'm already out of my car, that's coming down. Regardless, you got hit. Yeah, usually it stays up. So I I figured it was just like a. Well, it usually so. stays up because the, our security's here <laughs> yeah. and he lets you in. I need to go look at my car. I'm very nervous. You haven't looked at it? No, that was loud. You just ran away from it? <laughs> Hopefully nothing's there. Yeah. Just ignore it till after the show. Okay. It, it, the it went like then. this. Boom! <laughs> and I was like, is that just the garage locking up? And then, Ab- because Abby acts like nothing happened. She poker faced it. Straight up, drove up, got out of the car, walked in the building. I was hoping you didn't see or hear. How could I not hear that? A sonic boom went off in the garage. Um, oh, I, I think your car's probably going to be fine. You probably have a little scratch. Okay. You got the thing paid off? Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. No, and you can probably trade it in right now. They're giving a ton of money for it. Top dollar for you. <laughs> no, yes, they I are. love my car. Top no. dollar for you. Okay, Abby. I hope uh, your car's okay. Me too. Anyway, she, she's, <laughs> she's trying to get COVID so it doesn't ruin her wedding. We were really nervous when... Six months ago at our, at our marriage, our wedding. Yeah, in the heart of it. Because we were like, uh-oh. And and no, we were right bef- right after COVID went down and right before Delta came back. Yeah, that's right. We had like a three-week window. We didn't know at the time. We thought COVID was over. Mm-hmm. And we're like, woo, party, have a wedding. And then like a week later, <laughs> COVID's back. Butt face. Delta. Yes, butt the butt face variant <laughs> is back for you. Bobby Bonchon. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. Walker Hayes lost a bet with some friends over the college football playoff national championship game, so he had to remix his song AA to include Georgia references instead of Alabama. Here it is. Did I marry up 
She made way, way down in Athens, Georgia, where they love Curry Smart, trying to write a song. The local country station will play. Hey, I'm just trying to stay out of hey, hey. Dylan Scott talks about how he approaches being a dad. Obviously, we'll go out in the backyard and play, and uh, I try to stay active with them and just and just be there and try to keep my face out of the cell phone and into their lives. And so, I just try to uh, I try to be a friend. And then, obviously, when I need to be a dad, I'm, I'm a dad. Talking about her collaboration with Ashley McBride, Carly Pierce shared that she has learned not to blame herself for bad relationships. There are things that maybe you, in the end, know that you should have known. And I'm going to pay attention more. And I think as you grow and as you go through life and you go through all different kinds of relationships, you learn that and you figure that out and hopefully you're better for the next. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A police officer in Lewiston, New York, saved a dog from the icy waters of Bond Lake and the whole rescue mission was caught on camera. A 10-month-old lab named Kona ran onto the icy lake just north of Niagara Falls. There was a flock of geese that landed right by the dog, startled her and her owner. The dog then fell into the water where the ice ended and broke because of the birds. Although she's a strong swimmer, she began to panic and tire quickly. They called 911. The officer jumped in, got there, rescued the dog, pulled her in. I mean, he put himself at risk. But the coolest thing is they have body camera footage of this. And you see the cop, like, basically cannonball in at the pool. Wow. To go after the dog. Crazy. So jumped in to save a dog, which is awesome. And again, as a police officer putting his life at risk for the dog of, you know, of of somebody that lives in the town. I was watching this video on TikTok, though, just thinking about icy water. And this guy was like, I want to see if I can swim under the ice from A to B. Like, there was a hole here. And there was a hole... I would say 40 yards away. He's a great swimmer. He's a, uh, I don't know if he's a professional swimmer, but he, he's ripped and he had on little swimmy tykes. So, I so think, he had to have been good. So, yes, you don't <laughs> wear those and look like a swimmer with that. And so they put a rope on his little shorts to make sure if he got lost under the ice, he could turn around, grab the rope and swim back. So he starts swimming and under the ice, he gets completely disoriented and he can't come up. Wow. And so they're trying to break the ice on top of him because... I don't know how going from point A to point B, he lost it. But he was like, once you're under there, you can't tell where you're going. He got completely disoriented. So they start pulling him in. because, And he finally figures it out and is grabbing the rope and fighting and gets to the air. And I was like, oh. And they're talking to him. And he's like, if you have to swim under ice, it's almost impossible. I mean, growing up, we could get lost in the woods. And they would say, go tree to tree. Because that's how you know you won't get lost. Go to this tree. Then find the direct direction you're going. Walk to another tree. Because if you're walking around trees, you're lost, you're turning. So he was like, there was nothing for me to look at as a forward point to go to. So I was just off and trapped under the Crazy. ice. Wow. Wild video. So I don't suggest swimming under the ice. Okay. In case you were going to do that today. Noted. Okay, thank you. But <laughs> shout out to this police officer, Officer Smith. Great story, great job. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. To honor Bob Saget, who passed away earlier this week, I will play you a catchphrase from a popular 90s TV show. You just named the show. For example... You got it, dude! That would be... Full House. That would be Full House. That's correct. All right, if you miss it, you're out. Everybody can play. Let's go. Here is number one. Can I do that? Can I do that? Pretty easy one. Yeah. Name the show. Amy. 
Family Matters. Eddie. Family Matters. Lunchbox. Family Matters. That is correct. Number two. Hello, Newman. Hello, Newman. Eddie. Seinfeld. Amy. Seinfeld. Lunchbox. Seinfeld. Correct. Name this 90s TV catchphrase. Number three. Uh? <laughs> uh? That sounds weird. Uh? And the more you play it, uh? the weirder it sounds. Uh? <laughs> okay, oh. Buzz. Okay. <laughs> Lunchbox. Home improvement. Eddie. Home improvement. Amy. Home improvement. Correct. Nice. Oof. Next one. Whoa. 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 Amy. Blossom. Eddie. Blossom. Lunchbox. Blossom. Good. Good. We are now to number five. Let's go. Excellent. Ooh. Ooh, I'm seeing struggle on their faces for the first time. Excellent. I don't know. No. Excellent. Did you write your answer down, Amy? I did. Lunchbox? Yeah, I wrote one down. Eddie? Yeah, I got it. Okay. I'm in. Amy? Ren and Stimpy? Ooh, Ren and Stimpy. It does sound a bit Ren and Stimpy. That's what I thought. Is That's it? what I thought. It does too. sound a bit Ren and Stimpy ish. I'll come back to that answer. Lunchbox? I thought Ren and Stimpy, Stimpy, but then I thought that's Smithers when he, uh, so I put the Simpsons. I, oh no, if it's Ren and Stimpy, I'm going to be so mad at myself. I'll tell you, it's not Smithers. Eddie. <laughs> it's not Smithers. It's Mr. Burns. It's, it's the, the Simpsons. Simpsons. That's correct. Oh. Excellent. Mr. Burns. <laughs> but he does say Smithers. I get for never <laughs> watching the Simpsons or Ren and Stimpy for that matter, but. Amy, you have been eliminated. Dang. Next up. So has Lunchbox. No, he got it. He got it. He said the Simpsons. He just said the wrong person. Oh, dang. He's You're like the person on Jeopardy that. Shoot. It's like, oh, I'm not going to do this, but it's this. Like, no. well, why are you cheering against me here? I just, like, why, why, sorry, do you want the, why, why do you want the old man sorry, to win? You, what? you did that to yourself. You said you, the wrong person. Next up. Ah! <laughs> what? Ah! Ah! <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're later on into the, ca- into the category here. That's a catchphrase? Yeah. Oh, that's... yeah, this happened a lot. It did? Uh-huh. Come here one more time, Bones. Ah! <laughs> Do you know what that is, Amy? No. Oh, okay. You one more got time. It? One more no. time. Ah! <laughs> the laugh is a part of it, too. You got to okay, that I'm in. in consideration. I'm in. Whatever. Lunchbox. Fat Albert. <laughs> Isn't that a show? Yeah. From, like, the late 70s, early 80s, a cartoon. Oh, I was that old? Yeah. Uh, my other guess was... Not the, it was, yeah. What was your other guys? I had the Jeffersons, but I thought that was like 70s too. Yeah. This is but at 90s. least they had a laugh. Is it? Yeah, but it's a 90s. Yeah. I, I know. I didn't know. I didn't have anything from the 90s. I, I couldn't. Eddie, think you of can anything. win it right now. Yeah, I'm not confident though. And I'm, I'm just guessing from someone going, ah, maybe it's one of the friends people. Like they get hit by the door or something. I don't know. Give me friends. If that is friends, then I. That's incorrect. Right. The ants, do you know it? I don't. Oh, I thought you were acting like you knew it. No, I mean, no, I'm eager. Somebody gets thrown out of a house all the time. Oh, oh Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, that's Will. Oh, no, that's Jazz. 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 Oh, okay. So you guys both missed it, so okay. speed round time. Oh, boy. So we just say it? Buzz in with your name okay. when you know it. Here we go. I'm the baby. You gotta love me. Come on. Eddie. Gotta love Eddie. Me. Sesame Street. Elmo. That's Elmo. That's gotta love me. That's Elmo. That's a 90s I don't, sitcom. I don't know why you're looking at me that way. That is Elmo. Because that's a sitcom? Yeah, but what else is Elmo in? Sitcom? Incorrect. What? Yeah. What? 
Go Lunchbox. Play it again for Lunchbox, Ryan. Right? I'm the baby. You gotta love me. Come on. Gotta love me. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I've never heard that in my life, have I? <laughs> have I ever heard that in my life? I'm the baby. Gotta love me. I'm the baby. Gotta love me. Need an answer, Lunchbox? Rugrats. Incorrect. Oh. From TGIF, it is dinosaurs. Oh. A little oh. pink baby that sits in the high chair. I'm the baby. Gotta love me. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> That's scary. Remember. Oh, sitcom. I, I, I'm so dumb. 90s Rugrats, TV catchphrase. Here we go. Uh, but speed round. You got it. You need to yell your name. Go. I am Cornelio. No, no. Hey. Yes. Babies and bunnies. That is correct. <laughs> It's come to that, Eddie. Yeah. yeah you are the villain. You are the Alabama now. I feel it. Woo! I feel it every time these two win. Wow. Amy felt good too. She was cheering for a lunchbox. <laughs> good job, Lunchbox. <laughs> she never cheered for lunchbox. Woo! Wow. Uh, congratulations, lunchbox. You. you are the winner. <laughs> you catch your breath. CD sales in the United States increased last year for the first time since 2004. Amy, do you have a CD player? I do, I do not. Maybe in my car but honestly i don't know yeah i don't have a cd player either i guess i have a jukebox in my house to play cds yeah that's a cd player but i don't have a cd player that i would ever just listen to music on uh -huh. and also i don't see the benefit of cds over uh streaming music no i do see the benefit of vinyl because vinyl just sounds different and old vinyl has a nostalgic feeling to it of before we were even born vinyl sounds like old timey it doesn't matter even if it's a new song it's like love it Dun, 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 dun. Alvin! That's what, <laughs> you know, the Christmas, Christmas time. So that's vinyl to me, but CD sales are going up, um, and vinyl's crushing, obviously, but now it's about CDs. And I look back, I have my first three CDs I ever bought. You ready? Here we go. ACDC Ball Breaker. Nice. I'm a classic rock kid because at this point, my stepdad was a big classic rock guy. And we'd listen to Cool 95, Good Times, Great Oldies. And we'd play the game where any song would come on and we would speed race to name the song, the title, and artist. It was Name That Tune before we played Name That Tune here on the show. Love it. But it was all like 60s and 70s artists. Uh, so ACDC Ball Breaker, it was their new album, which is weird, but it was a classic rock band. Next up, Mariah Carey, Fantasy. And Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks. If tomorrow, the first, the first one. Mm -hmm. Did you buy all these for a penny? No, I bought them all at... Legit? I bought them all at a record store in the mall, in which record stores don't really exist now yeah. in the mall anymore. Do they? Like, I don't. I have not seen one, no. What did you have? A Hastings or... No, we had some... Goodins or something. Goody, Sam Goody. Sam was, Goody's, was, right? I don't even remember what we had. What did you guys what have? Year? What year? I don't remember. Uh, this was like 94, probably. Okay. 93, yeah. 94. I don't know. See, I had an older sister, so I feel like any CDs I got, I got from her. The first one I remember being mine was only because I got a stereo for Christmas, and I got Alanis Morissette Jagged Man, Pill or whatever. That's a great That album. was the best CD. And I, I had like that too, and it had my room. It Everything. had so many singles on it, <laughs> yeah. one after the other. It was like it's like the second or third biggest selling album of the '90s. 
that Jagged Little Pill album. But man, going Borders, maybe it was Borders. Borders that's oh, yeah. one for sure. Man, we go. I know we talked about '90s TV shows in a second, so allow us to continue being nostalgic <sighs> for a second. But you would go and you go to the mall. And there'd be headphones at all these places, and you'd put them on because here's where they would get you. There'd be one good song on an album, and you'd only hear it on the radio, and you'd be like, I want that CD. And then you'd buy it, and you'd be like, the rest of this is not good. They'd trick you all the time by that. They could just throw crap on a CD, four, five, six, seven songs that weren't that good. Um, but you go and you put the headphones on, you'd be like, this time I'm going to really investigate this and make sure all the songs are good. <laughs> but you really couldn't tell because it was just, you listen to it for five minutes. You'd listen to like 15 seconds, skip, uh, that's good. Skip to the next one, that's good. Yeah, I think I'm going to get this Bush CD. That's what I'd do, and then I'd, I'd be out of there. But, man, going to um, Suncoast was another one. Suncoast Records. I guess in yeah. Austin, I remember going to Waterloo Records. That's still there. Yeah, and that's still there. Mm-hmm. That's like an old-school local. Mm-hmm. Um, but old-school stores at the mall, though, like uh, KB Toys was one. KB's. Oh, we'd go by and I'd be like, oh, I'd love to go into KB and get something. Or the one that had all the green light posters. Spencer's. Spencer's Gifts? Is that Spencer's, what it is? Yeah, it's still there. Spencer's Gifts. And I think that still exists. Yes, it does. But now it's a little more adult than it was then, but oh, it was yeah. a little bit adult back then. all neon posters in the back. When you think of them all back in the day, I still think of Great American Cookie Company, though. Mm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's a staple. Back in the day, stores at the mall. Sears. Mm, Dillard's. Yeah, Sears. Foot Locker, man. I, and it's still around, but st- I remember going to the mall and being like, yeah, that place is happening because the music was always loud and everybody was dressed as refs. It's like, this is fun to be in here. I don't think they dress as refs anymore. They don't? I wanted a Foot Locker the other day at the mall, and I don't think they they just wear hoodies now. Dude, that's not cool. Uh, I bet they just felt dumb. <laughs> They're not even real refs. <laughs> They're wearing a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Lunchbox, any stores come to mind? Chick-fil-A, because it was only in the oh, mall when we right. were kids, and that was the only time you could get it, and it was amazing. That's when, oh, so good. Chick-fil-A was only in the mall? Only yeah. in the mall until, I mean, we were in high school, I would bet. Remember the limited? Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah of course. That's where I would be like, oh, I wish my mom would buy me clothes from Structure. There. Yeah, structure. <laughs> um, I, I just Stress. remember we could never afford Dillard's, but we would walk through Dillard's to get into the Hot Springs Mall. Mm. We'd park in that spot and walk through Dillard's, and I'd be like, dang, they have Abercrombie and Fitch. I wish I, or uh, Tommy Hilfiger. Oh. I'd be like, damn. That's what they have at Dillard's. All the, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Tommy Hilfiger. Because Abercrombie would be a separate. Mervyn's. <laughs> that oh, wasn't yes. at the mall. Yes, Mervyn's California never, was definitely mm. at the mall. Those were separate malls. I had never been to a Mervyn's. Oh, oh Mervyn's. Bells. Bells. Yeah. I don't know those stories. Are those just Texas stories? Maybe. No, maybe are, they were Texas stories. Yeah, I don't know. I remember Circuit City was big back in the day. Oh, yeah. I don't think that exists anymore. No. no they, Circuit they City, don't. Kmart. Oh, not, <laughs> not at the mall, but Kmart was yes. awesome. Radio Shack. All right. All right. We'll, we'll get to more current things yeah. in the next segment. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Two segments talking about the 90s. <laughs> there are a few things I don't like. Onions, mayonnaise, and scary movies. I can't. I, I don't like any of those. I want nothing to do with any any of the three. And now experts are saying that scary movies are bad for your health. Being scared can cause you to eat more during and after, which, again, is not good for your body if you're <laughs> overindulging in bad things because mostly people are eating bad food. Um, many people say that dark thoughts are also toxic yeah. to your brain. Mm. And what happens is you think these things, even if you're not thinking them purposefully, they're lingering in your mind. So scary movies are bad. I say we eliminate them. I like when it. I listen when I'm dictator. Oh, sorry, president. When I'm president, <laughs> slip. Sorry, I don't know why that. I don't know why it came out like that. I would eliminate all scary movies. Whoa. 
Here's Amy's pile of stories. So if you've done anything a little spacey lately, I have a story that's going to bring you a lot of comfort. Like okay. you are not alone. I'm still blaming daylight savings time. Oh. Yeah, even though that I, <laughs> okay. that just stays with me. Go ahead. This comes to us from Birmingham. Okay. And a woman was leaving the grocery store. She had a cart full of groceries. So she goes over to her car and puts them in the back of it. Then she goes and returns the cart and gets in her car and drives home. Only problem is she gets home and goes to unload the groceries. There's no groceries there. Her name's Sarah Cowan, and she put her groceries in another car that looked like oh hers. Oh, my God. Oh, and it was unlocked. It happened to be unlocked. And then she went to put her cart back, but then went back and got in her legit real car and drove home. Well, a couple things come to mind. Yeah. First of all, I've been known to put the remote in the fridge, and then I can't find the remote. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I bet it's in the fridge. Because your mind is just somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so I've done that. I've also... I've walked up to a car before that looked like mine, opened it, and I'm about to get in, and I'm like, it's not my cup. That, I don't have a cup that looks like that. And you're like, this is not my car. I've had that happen before, too, looking in and it happens to be open. Same. Now, to go all the way through with the groceries, that's crazy. Funny. I, just imagine the person that gets back in their car. They're like, oh, a secret Santa brought me groceries. <laughs> yeah, well, don't know that person's name, but shout out to them because they did get to their car and saw these groceries. So they gathered them up, took them inside the store. And then when Sarah got home, she called the grocery store and they were like, yep, we have all your groceries here. The person dropped them off. Well, also now I'd probably think it was somebody either scamming me or tracking me. I wouldn't just think that a bunch of groceries showed up accidentally. Oh, really? Yeah, especially with all the stories like Apple AirTags. People are tracking you. Well, that is not a sneaky the way. The other one that I read is uh, Ego Waffles. People are tracking you. Oh. So <laughs> I, I would be looking... What's that one? That's not no, he one. made I'm that up, kidding. Amy. Oh, okay. yeah. I don't know. I mean, kids, too, they're hearing things like on the news and in school and from other kids who are clearly hearing it from their parents. Like my son comes home sometimes and he's like, Mom, did you know the government is tracking us by putting chips in our arms? And I'm like, no. And you just say, no, that's not right. They're tracking us by our phones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, yes, the Oculus you like, play. Those and- kids are so dumb. They're actually tracking us by the iPhone, son. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's funny what kids talk about at school. Um, A Virginia student got a million-dollar lottery ticket in his Christmas stocking. Nice. So his name's Brian Donahue. He's a math major at University of Virginia, and mostly picked this story up for Lunchbox because it was something just that was in his stocking, and boom. And in Virginia, they have that thing where you get the winnings after taxes. That's what you're winning. So there's not a million dollars, and then taxes are taken out. You win what you win. Well, and didn't he say he wasn't giving his family any of the money? Well, oh, I don't know that oh, part. I, I did see nice. that some of his winnings it, will this go This could towards... be a different story. Is it same person or different? Oh, hand me that story, Mike. <laughs> yeah, let me go. Let me roll into this one and okay. finish yours first. Well, this guy, Brian, he says that some of his winnings will go towards paying tuition, and then I don't know what he's going to do with the rest. I'll tell you. Car, food, <laughs> jewelry, watch. Could you imagine Girlfriend. in college, though, winning a million dollars? Okay, here we go. A 24-year-old man says he and his wife were recent winners, taking home a $5.6 million lottery win. Wow. With the cash, they did the obvious thing. They paid off the cars, the mortgage, the student loans. They were left with about $5 million to do whatever they please. Now, keep in mind that statistically, 70% of lotto winners go broke. So 7 out of 10 lottery winners go broke. So they put about $3 million in the low-risk investments. They, they you know, put some money down on an apartment complex, you know, jumped in as an investor. He thought the family would be happy and that he and his wife were playing it smart. But the relatives, no, no, no. They were like, hey, let's go on a trip. Take us all these places. Hey, why don't you buy this for us? He's like, I'm not giving you guys any of the money. And I agree. If it's like second level relatives. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe you take them to dinner or something. But also, it's not like he's out buying himself, again, a lot of jewelry and a lot of shoes and going on. 
He's investing the money in. Sounds like they're being smart. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What would you expect, or I don't know, from like, or say you and Caitlin win the lottery? I mean, I felt like I already have by marrying her. Oh. Yeah, save that clip. Send it to her. No, no, but like, say y'all win five million dollars, mm-hmm. and you know, would you break off a bit for different family members? If I am speaking candidly, I already do break off bits for family members. Right. But it's not lottery. And so I don't think that would affect anything. Okay. I already do take care of different family members back home. So it, I don't think it would change anything. I would continue, but I would just continue. Well, and I'd feel a little freer doing well, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's say Caitlin's family. Mm-hmm. There you go. What if she's like, okay, I want to give If they my- needed a truck or something, I'd buy them a truck, but I'm not just going to no, go. No, not about needing. It's about, it's about like... Just, oh, just for fun? Yeah. Like, yeah, hey, probably. What if Caitlin came to you and was like, I want to give my parents a million dollars? Oh, Out of the no. five we won? I think you no, no, they you're out of your mind. Of the money? No. Get out of here. Wow. We're not giving anybody. Hey, for, you know that's they, possible, right? They raised her and gave you that beautiful gift. Mm-hmm. And here is a canned ham. Here <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have it. Have a good dinner. Uh, all right, what else? Well, so we are always looking for TV recommendations along with, our, I mean, I'm sure our listeners. And Reba shared some. She recently posted that a show called Welcome to Earth, which is a National Geographic show starring Will Smith. Will Smith, Smith yeah. It's on Disney+. Plus. She said it's amazing, along with the Beatles docuseries called Get Back. And she said they're very entertaining and educational. So those are two recommendations from Reba. I wish one artist would recommend Breaking Bobby Bones. As much as I recommend their music. <laughs> That's a good point. Why can I never get anything back from these people that I'm like, oh, do this, promote this? Did any of them reach back and go, you know what? You've helped me. Let me help promote. No, not a mm. single dang one of them. That's why we're having no more guests in 2022. Oh, I'm tired my. of it. Okay. No more guests. I'm kidding. All right. Is that it? Yeah. Has anybody seen Welcome to Earth or Get Back? We've seen Get Back. Bobby and I have. The Beatles have? documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, like, it's eight hours long. It's a lot of, it's four episodes. Would I like hours. it? No, you no, hate no, it. No, no, no. Oh. You'd hate it. No. All right. Well, we'll keep you posted on Welcome to Earth. I'm Amy. That's my file. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So there's this woman in Massachusetts. Her name is Gail. She's 66 years old, and she's had kidney disease her entire life. Like, every night, she's hooked up kidney dialysis for, like, 10 hours just so she can get through the next day. Now, for the last two years, she's been on a transplant list with no luck. So one of her best friends made these cute little signs for her to put in her car and all of their friends' cars that said, want to be an angel for an angel. And so it also alluded to that, yeah, there was a kidney needed. And this one woman, Debbie, she was shopping at Target, walking through the parking lot. And Gail, the woman that needs a kidney transplant, was there waiting for her order to come out of Target with the sign on her car. And Debbie was like, you know what? I think I can do this. I think I can donate a kidney. Wow. So she goes and knocks on her car window. And was like, hey, saw the sign. And Debbie went to get tested. Guess what? I bet she was a match by the story. And <laughs> if you had tell me something good, I don't think, I bet she was a match. <laughs> she was a match. Here's Gail talking about it. I can't even express, you know, what gratitude I can give to Deb because this is really saving my life. Yeah, the surgery is scheduled for next month. And the new friends, you know, Gail, Debbie, they're going to ride to the hospital together in a limo. What if they get in the limo and they hate each other? <laughs> they don't get along they're at like, all. like, you voted for... And they're like... Uh, no, they uh, say here they just know they're going to be friends forever. 
Great. I love the story. That she just wrote it. It was on her car. Mm-hmm. She reminds me when Eddie wrote on his car his Venmo and that he could use a beer. It's been tough. He got nothing. Nothing. I got like five dollars. This woman gets a kidney. You don't even get five bucks for beer. Terrible. You know, I saw bumper stickers like this the other day. I mean, maybe a couple weeks ago on a car that said my grandson needs a kidney and it had a phone number on it. I had never seen a, a bumper sticker like that. Wow. Did you call? I, n- dang it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I mean, that just shows how powerful it is to feel it right. in you right now. I could do this. I'm going to go knock on the window because you have to, it's it's a complete stranger and you're willing to be like, you know what? I could give away my kidney. And you also have to go, man, I hope they don't change their mind. Yeah. I hope they don't change their mind. I hope they don't. That's awesome. That's a great story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Here are your top three songs in country music this week. At number three, Chris Stapleton, You Should Probably Leave. Yeah, you should probably leave. That's a good one. Because I know you. So good. I can't quite hit that like you can, but I can get close. <laughs> he tried. Dustin Lynch and Mackenzie Porter at number two. Thinking about you. And the number one song, which is saying a lot in this studio, especially after it plays, is Michael Ray, Whiskey and Rain. I go, let it drip. Let okay. it hey, who drip. cares? Yeah. Music's up to your interpretation. <laughs> Thank you. I don't sing anything right. Uh, the number one pop song is from Adele, Easy On Me. Go easy on me, baby. And the number one alternative song is from the Lumineers, and this is called Bright Side. I'll be a bright side, baby, tonight. There you go. There's all the big music right now. Let's go over to Amy and get in The Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. What does a mermaid use to wash her fin? What does a mermaid use to wash her fin? Tide. Huh. <laughs> oh, boy. That's pretty good. <laughs> that was The Morning Corny. That's pretty good. He's the best daddy in the whole wide world. Oh. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Eddie has four kids. Oh, boy. Two biological children, two that you were fostering and now you've adopted. Correct. You have four kids now. Yeah, man. Do I look tired? Because I feel tired. Well, I think that's why you're wearing this crazy beard to cover up how tired you are. Maybe. Maybe that could be it. I just feel tired every day because it's a lot. Yeah. You know, the four kids is a lot. More than anything, they're not like annoying or anything. It's just loud all the time. So actually, when I come to work to talk to you guys, I feel good because it's nice and peaceful here. We were working the other day from my house and it snowed and everyone was trapped and I said, Hey, you guys can go home. Like if it's and I look, it's two o'clock and Eddie's still over at the house. <laughs> I'll just take my time. <laughs> so what? how how's everything going with the kids? No, everything's good. I mean, the boys are great. Um it's it's just constant work or whatever. But you know, I have we have our son that you said that we did foster for a couple of years and now we've adopted. And he said something the other day that really, like, just touched me. And, and I, I guess I don't really think about what he's thinking all the time. But we're driving. And for months now, anytime we see a homeless person, he's always says either me or mom, 
hey, do you have any money? Can we pay the homeless guy? And then if we have money, we do. Or sometimes we just, the light's wrong and we just go right through or whatever. But finally, the other day he said it again. And I said, why, why do you always ask to pay the homeless guy? He's like, well, because I just feel like that would have been me. And I was like, what? what? What do you mean? Well, I just feel like if I wouldn't have lived here with you guys, that totally would have been me. And I'm like, you're six years old. Wow. Like, that is some deep, deep thinking. And I think for a long time, I just felt like he's just kind of going through the day-to-day. He's not really thinking about what his life is, what's going on in his life. But obviously, he is enough to look at a homeless man and say, wow, that could have been me. I could have been homeless. But I'm not anymore because I have a home. Amazing. I'm about to cry right now. I mean, That's it's crazy. amazing. Yeah. Does he call you dad? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They both call you dad? <laughs> I'm dad to both. Was there a transition where he wasn't calling you dad? Well, it was weird because when we were fostering them, I mean, the baby, we've had him. He's almost three now, and we got him from the hospital. So I'm all he's known. So to me, I'm dad, was dad from the very beginning. Uh, but our six-year-old, you know, it was a transition because he, I wasn't always dad. But during the fostering period, he started calling me dad. And I was like, I don't know if this is healthy or not because I, I don't know what I'm doing. First off, as a foster parent, it was the first time we'd ever done it. And as he was calling me dad, I said, you know what? I'm not going to stop him. If that's what he wants to call me, then maybe I'm just a dad figure to him. But now I'm just dad like everyone else. Well, not to turn this too serious and get too emotional, but... Would you mind if I called you dad? No. <laughs> so, you know, that, that would be weird. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. All right, that's a great story, though. Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. That's a great story. <laughs> Amy, I want to start with your story about your friend, and then we're going to get some callers who have stories about their husbands or their fiancés going to their dad. Okay, you're up. Okay, so yeah, psycho dad or funny dad. I learned that when my friend's husband was asking for her hand in marriage from her dad, the dad kind of had a heads up that it was coming. So he suggested they go on a hike. So they're out in this area, like hiking through the wilderness, and they come upon like this cliff area. By the way, it sounds like a trap. If you're the, (laughs) like... The fiance. He probably knows it's coming in. This sounds like a trap. Yeah. Yeah. It it wasn't like too off. They're an adventurous family. Like this is kind of seemed normal. Got it. But the dad took the boyfriend who's about to ask for like, hey, can I marry your daughter? And like nudged him over to this like cliff area and was very subtle with it, but definitely alluded to the fact that if you ever hurt my daughter in any way, like. I'm going to throw over. you off the cliff. Like, <laughs> wink, wink. Like, you're going to go off the side of a cliff. I mean, probably a metaphor for lots of things. Um. I don't know. But, I mean, the guy still went through with it and still asked, and then they continued on their hike and went on their way. But it's just something, like, it's a funny story they tell now of, like, oh, I don't know. I didn't, like, the, he didn't know for sure, like, was the dad being funny or was he being, like, legit serious? He doesn't know because he's never... Hurt, hurt the daughter mm-hmm. in any way. Well, I always find this to be funny when someone goes, if you ever hurt them, if you're in a relationship long enough, you end up hurting each other in many different ways. Somehow. Oh, for sure. Inadvertently, advertently. Mm-hmm. So in real life, this guy would have been thrown off the cliff a long time ago. <laughs> also, he ain't going to throw him off a cliff. Are you going to get me back to a cliff? I know not to get a, near a cliff with you if I hurt your daughter. He just warned yeah, you. But yeah. the cliff was a warning. It could be a, oh, you know, I don't know. I think I would have laughed even if he was being serious. Mm-hmm. Okay, you going to throw me off the cliff? <laughs> no, I don't think the words were said, I'm going to throw you off the cliff. It was like just implied, like, 
He looks at the cliff, <laughs> yeah. looks at you, looks at the cliff, yes. looks at you, and makes yes. the noise. Like it, yeah. <laughs> it was just a, a threat of sorts, and I thought, oh wow, like yeah, I don't know if that's funny. Like probably as a daughter, funny. probably funny, right? Like, you don't really yeah. think another human's gonna throw you off a cliff? Yeah, and they're a good family. Only bad families do that. <laughs> I don't. Maybe. Do bad families do that? Uh, Michelle in Oklahoma, you are on the Bobby Bone Show. Hi, Michelle. Hey guys. Thank you for calling. What do you want to say? Um, well, mine's kind of funny and psychotic, I guess. <laughs> my parents have been different my whole life. I can just say that. Um, my husband asked my dad if he could have my hand in marriage, I'm guessing. And he, um, I guess to this day, my dad was like, um, really? Why? I mean, what? And... Like, I, I look over, and I was like, wait, what is that supposed to mean? And he just kind of looked at me funny and never told me why. But, I mean, he said he said yes, I'm guessing, because obviously we got married. But well, it's I wonder like, why? If there were any no, like strong no's, and the daughter was like, no, but I'm still marrying you. Like strong no. Yeah, like we we completely disagree with this decision. This is the worst mistake you could make. Yeah, that'd be crazy. And then you're like, I don't care, I'm getting married. I guess for this daughter, she's probably feeling like, why would her dad be like? Apparently, the dad is like, why do you want to <laughs> marry my yeah. daughter? Dad's like, trying to talk the guy out of the it. The dad's like saying, <laughs> don't do I mean, it. yeah, but but I'm warning you, I wouldn't. <laughs> you're gonna be throwing yourself off the cliff. Right. He, he takes him on a, on a walk and it's like, you see this cliff, son? It's not for you. It, this is for you, but only if you do it. Right. Uh, let's go over and talk. Talk to Carrie in Virginia, who's on the phone. Carrie, thank you for calling the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Hi. Good morning. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. I wanted to say that for a long time. Um, okay, so a little more on the awkward side. My husband, at a young age, had been married twice before. So even though he'd been married before, he was still old-fashioned and wanted to ask my dad for permission to marry me. And so when he asked my dad, my dad looked at him and said, huh. So, do you think the third time will be the charm? Oh. Dang. That's funny. Dang. I mean, this guy was... Are you still married to him, by the way? Uh, yes. I was going to say, after we have been married for 25 years. So okay. I have to yes. Well, the there you go. The Great. Love that. So, you won't mind this joke. But this guy was collecting dads like pelts. Doom. He put him on the wall. Got another dad to say yes. Doom. Got another dad to say yes. Doom. Got another... Yeah. That's awesome, though. Uh, and funny. And you know what? Good for your dad. Because that's the question everybody wants to know. Like, you've already been married twice. Yeah. And what's the difference here? Hey, thank you, Carrie. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Yes, thank you, guys. Have a good day. See you later. Kelly, you're on the air. Let's go over to Kelly in Arkansas. Kelly, what's happening? Hey, when my husband asked for my hand in marriage, my dad told him yes. I didn't know anything. Then my dad calls me and says, I know something you don't know. (gasps) Oh, no. (laughs) That's crazy. And now I do know because you just said that. (laughs) Okay. He kept hinting until I knew. And so now everybody knows. Like, even growing up, I never woke up on Christmas morning to Santa because my dad would, like, barely put us to bed and then come in and go, I think I heard Santa. So we don't tell dad anything. Yeah, I see why. Uh, thank you for the call. Hope you have an awesome morning. <laughs> it's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. A family in Montana was driving down the highway last week when they lost control of their pickup truck. Boom, down the embankment into the icy river with the raging water. 
Sheriff's Department gets the call. They're like, all right, we're coming. Swift Water Rescue. And they show up. It's mom, dad, three-year-old, and six-year-old on the roof of the car. on the roof. Yes, on the roof of the truck. And they're like, man, this is going to take a long time. Other cars that are driving by stop. And they get out. And one by one, they form the human chain. Give me your hand. Give me your hand. Give me your hand. Give me your hand. And the human (laughs) chain, one by one, makes their way into the icy water. Brings the three-year-old. Brings the six-year-old. Grabs mom. Grabs dad. And they're all safe because of the human chain. Eddie, give me your hand. Why is he grabbing my hand? Okay, why are you guys holding hands right now? Because we're doing a human chain. We don't need it, though. We're reenacting on this story. It's amazing. (laughs) And here are two of the rescuers talking about it luckily i'm a little taller and uh, i was able to touch the bottom of the river all the way out to the truck and help pass the kids off to shore the rest of us created a train up the bank it was an amazing experience well he says they filmed a human train so oh man maybe they do on the hands on hips like that's a great they're all safe right they're all safe because of the human chain guys if you're ever in that opportunity make a chain yeah. Let's do it. Guys, everybody in the no, studio. No, Gotta good. make a chain <laughs> for once in MJ. my life. All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Probably 20 minutes ago, we were talking about if your husband, fiance, boyfriend, when they went to ask your dad for your hand in marriage, did anything weird happen? Amy told a story about her friend. A lot of you guys had stories. I do want to share one more story. Tammy in Kentucky is on the phone, waiting patiently. Tammy, thank you. What would you like to say? <laughs> I just wanted to say, my husband didn't ask for my hand in marriage. Uh, we just kind of broke the news to my parents. And uh, my parents were not happy about it. They begged me not to marry him and so on. Well, we went ahead with the wedding, and my dad was so adamant about me not marrying this guy that he was begging me as he was walking me down the aisle not to marry him. Oh he was God. trying to bribe me, saying he would buy me a brand new car. Uh, he would get me a, an apartment and pay for it and everything. <laughs> I mean, this was years ago. I was young, I was young, dumb, and naive. I wish I'd have listened to my parents because marriage didn't last. But oh, you did? It, out of it. <laughs> it, it, it didn't last. They were right. Okay, I assume so. Yeah. yeah uh, Tammy asking you, so it did not last. They were right. Were they... I mean, what were they right about? Oh, we lost her. That's what it was. She's breaking um, up. Hello, are you there? Yeah, we yeah. are. What, what were they so right about? Um, it ended up that he was abusive and mean and wouldn't work. And, you know, they just kind of saw something in him that I didn't see, I guess. You know, they, they say love is blind, I guess it was. Dang. <laughs> Walking down the aisle. Don't do it. I'll buy your car. Don't do it. What do you want? F-150? I mean, he was desperate. Dang. All right. Hey, thank you for that call, Tammy. I thought that story was going to end up with kind of like a she's in love with the boy, Mm. you know? Yeah. And nope. nope. Parents were right. Yeah. Parents were right. All right. Let's do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. A doctor is no longer allowed to practice after branding initials into the patient's liver. Oh, why do, we, why do they got to do that? Mm-hmm. A doctor has been removed from the medical register for branding uh, different patients' livers with his initials. The incidents occurred in February and August of 2013. He used a surgical device to write his initials on transplanted livers. And finally, they were like, okay, you can't do this. It took a long time for the courts to, to get to it and make a decision. 
but uh, no longer. But what's the? No one sees it. Yeah, but it's him. No, he's I like know, he's what? a psych. Well, I don't. I'm not saying he's psycho, but something about that is like I am the doctor and I'm putting my mark on this liver before I put it in there. Like, but if you don't get to see it or no one gets to see it, why would you do? Yeah, because he knows. Right, he's just that much of a narcissist. Something like that. I don't like he know. sees him at the mall and he's like, "What well, you don't know?" Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, did it, like a nurse or other yeah, doctor rat him out? Because like you don't know, you don't, you can't see inside your liver. A one point six set of initials was discovered by another doctor when an organ oh. had to go back and be oh. readdressed wow. because the, the uh, transplant failed. Gotcha. It failed to take. Uh. So I bet he wishes he hadn't assigned that one. Yeah. Uh, that's from CBS News. Uh, Bob Saget apparently died in his sleep, no suffering. Sources familiar with TMZ and the investigation there said he was, quote, tucked into bed, the lights were off in his room, that when he died, uh, he was not hurting or was not in pain. That's crazy. As we reported, as they write on TMZ, the official cause of death won't be known for 10 to 12 weeks. The operating theory is that he suffered either a stroke or a heart attack while he slept. Oh. It's just a, just a reminder. I mean, yes, because he, he had no concerns. So it's just such a reminder of, like, how precious life is. He went to bed that night. No idea. No one there to, like, be there with him. Or maybe if he was even showing signs to be like, hey, is something wrong? Like, he just... At least we know from this, maybe it was peaceful, but still. I often think about life, and I think a lot about death. Yeah? And people go, you know what? Life is short. And you never think that until life's almost over. Yeah. Because your whole life, life is long. and But it's only when life is almost over or somebody else dies where you go, life is short. Because to us, it's on the scale that has been created for us, meaning 80 years, 90 years. Most people feel like 100 years, 0 to 100, that's kind of like the human life. And so they're like, life is short. And you're like, no, man, I mean, a week takes forever to get through, much less a life. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then I go, the flies, fruit flies that live for a day, a day and a half, yeah. do they all hang out at the fruit fly place and go, oh, man, life is short. And somebody's like, no, it's not. We got a whole day and a half. <laughs> and are there other creatures that live for 100,000 years that we don't know about? And they look at us like fruit flies. And they're like, these people think they're living a full, long, 100-year life. This is why you don't sleep. It yeah. is. I, I spiral. I start to have these thoughts. Yeah. I'm like, you're picturing fruit <laughs> flies I, having I'm a conversation. Going, we, I'm going, our life isn't short. A fruit fly's life is short. Right. But are they also looking at something that's alive for like a, five seconds and going, oh, man, our life's not short. That, so, well, I don't know, but I don't feel like fruit flies Trust me, I've been, I've been, to, the, I've been to the fruit fly bar. It's not the best place to go. Have but. radio shows. And How do you know? <laughs> Like, but this is what happens. I lay, I lay in bed wow. and I think about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, man, life is short. But not really. Fruit flies, life is short. <laughs> but what if they're like, man, life is long. We got a whole day and a half on yeah. Earth. But they're like looking at some, you know, cell. And they're yeah. like, you know, that's anyway. I mean, that's next level. Mm-hmm. Not really. It's no, pretty no, dumb. No, no, it really is next level <laughs> thinking because, I mean, I just don't think about anything, I guess, because I'm like, wow, that's so deep. An hour later, I'm just exhausted. <laughs> and I turn on podcasts. You go through every species. Mm-hmm. Uh, a passenger breaks into an American Airlines cockpit. Oh, boy. There are questions after a passenger broke into the cockpit of an American Airlines jet. The incident happened yesterday at an airport and damaged the plane as it was boarding for a flight to Miami. The man ran down the jetway and into the cockpit, did some damage. He tried to jump out an open window, but the pilot stopped him. The plane carrying 121 passengers and six crew had to be replaced due to the damage, so obviously it was delayed until... They heavily delayed. A I new wonder. Plane. I'm like, is that his plan all along? Like, I'm booking a flight. I don't care where I'm going. It's just so I can get in the cockpit and damage it or the flight deck, whatever. And then, or did he like go crazy, you know, when he at the airport 
and then got on the plane and started freaking out and then just reacted. I'm glad you asked. He's on the phone right now. <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> what were you thinking? Oh. I, I have no know. idea. Is this premeditated? I would imagine it wasn't. <laughs> or he snapped. I, I would imagine that's it. I don't. I, I don't think you premeditate. Wait in line to go through the metal detector. I know it's a lot of work. It's, it's an airport. Two it's hours a lot early. of work. Yeah, so it doesn't feel like it's premeditated. It feels like probably I'm upset about something. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Uh, that's from Reuters. Uh, you can change your mood immediately by doing this. Researchers have discovered you can change your mood by putting on a new stylish outfit. Oh. That's right. <laughs> it seems the symbolic meaning of clothes and the new feel of wearing them changes the way you mentally feel about yourself. Wearing clothes that are perceived as newer and fresh causes you to be more focused than when wearing casual clothes. This really works for me when exercising. If I put on a new pair of shorts and a, or even a new shirt, I've just cut the sleeves out of it. It doesn't have to be a new shirt, I, I, but it's I, new I, to me because it's, a, <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm like, oh, this feels good. I, should, I get a good workout in. Oh, boy. I mean, a third of my wardrobe now is cut off shirts. Not shirts I buy tank toppy. You cut but them. shirts that I take scissors to and cut the sleeves out. They're DIY. I don't like up. sleeves. I don't have huge arms, so it's not about showing anything off. I just don't like to be restricted in life or in <laughs> t-shirts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. That's from Mel Magazine. All right, that's the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. So survival myths that are completely wrong. Because sometimes, Amy, you hear tips and they're like, okay, if you're in this situation, you should do this and it'll save your life. If a shark comes up to you, poke it in the eyes and do the three stooges. Nyuk, 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 nyuk. <laughs> yeah. But you also have to go, nyuk, 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 right. or the shark will eat you. Mm. Yeah, some of the advice you get is just wrong. For example, if you were to run into an alligator, Amy, and just see if you know what people have often said, and the alligator's aggressive and you have to run, what do you do? Run? If I have to run, I just go. Straight. Go, run, far, far away. People say that you should run zigzag to escape an alligator. But alligators can do that. Alligators can also turn, yeah. But they only run in short bursts. Oh, so they're like be fast. Just run and don't stop because they won't be able to keep up with you. If you're able to get a step on it, just run, run. If you're not able to keep to get a step on it, you're not hearing this because you're dead. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get a step and you ain't alive right now. Chomp, chomp. Next yeah, thing, so. if you can't run, is it to get like a piece of wood and Stop, put it drop, in and roll. <laughs> no, that's a fire. Oh, crap. I read the wrong myth. <laughs> okay, there's an alligator. What do I do? Uh, okay, then you can drink water from a cactus. You ever heard that before? Like if you're in the desert, they say cut a cactus open, drink the water, squeeze it. First of all, they say don't do that because what will happen is it will make you even worse. It will give you diarrhea. Oh, oh God. Because that's so bad and you will become even more dehydrated. Okay. Well, what about a – okay. They, yeah. What? I would – if I but if I find an aloe plant, I'm probably going in on that one. Well, you're going to put salve on your elbow and you're going to cut? No, but you can eat aloe. I mean, you can eat anything. <laughs> I can you eat this piece of paper right here. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'll have to Google that Is that one. one of your hippie things? I mean, yeah, I've thrown it in a smoothie from time to time. What? What? Why? I don't I don't remember. I haven't done it in a minute, but there was a time where I was taking aloe in some shape or form every day. That you should follow flying birds to water. That's another one. If you cannot find water, just follow the direction of the birds. I mean, I feel like that could save you if they're going to water. It could, but birds could be flying anywhere. Yeah. That's like follow that car to McDonald's. Is it going to McDonald's? I don't know. Could be. Hey, could be. Well, maybe you don't just follow one. You follow, like, if there's a f- family of... But the bird could be flying from the water and going I know. home. True, the bird could be all waterlogged and, like, had a great <laughs> right. little, little drink. <laughs> uh, that you should punch a shark in the nose. 
Yeah, we've yes. heard punch that's it in the nose or between that's, the eyes. Yeah, shark week. Here's the thing. A shark's nose is slippery, and if you don't hit it right in that perfect spot, it angles down into the mouth and the teeth. Oof. So don't hit it in the nose. Go for the eyes. Oh, so Like, start scratching eyes. Ugh. Grab the eyes, punch eyes. Don't hit it in the nose. I mean, I guess if it's the only thing sticking up, but the nose is going to be hard to hit because it's slick and not a lot of surface area to punch. Okay. And you think you're doing it, and all of a sudden your your fist is in its mouth, and you're like, well, how did I get here? It <laughs> slid right in. Yeah. So eyeballs. So there's that one. That alcohol warms you up. Ever heard of that? Yeah. Yes. You feel warm since it's dilating your blood vessels and your face and your extremities, but that causes you to lose more heat to the environment, and therefore you will die of hypothermia quicker. Oh, so do man. not drink alcohol if you're out in a cold place. Okay. Like, don't drink alcohol to be warmer. Another one is that... Hey, don't worry. If a bear is after you, run downhill because bears can't run downhill. Yeah, they they can and they will and they'll eat you. <laughs> don't just go downhill for the sake of running downhill. Okay. And that finally, you should ration water if you're in a survival situation. They say no. Drink what you have until it's gone. Oh. Use that time with good hydration to take stock of your situation and make better choices. Decision making and, and physical abilities drop off quickly when you're dehydrated. The first decisions you make after realizing you're in a survival situation are critical and pay long dividends. So wow. drink it all up. And if you have a bit of water, and let's say, Amy, you and I are, are somewhere together, and we each have our own ability of water, I'm going to push you and drink all your water, too, so I can make decisions for both of us. Nice. Mm, thanks. Smart. Mm-hmm. And that's how you live long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and that you can jump off high surfaces into water safely, which is not accurate because you will break your bones. Yeah, there might be rocks. Water hurts. No, no, water hurts. Oh. Just because it's wet and you can fall into it doesn't yeah, mean from not a long soft. way. Mm-hmm. It's, okay. yeah. it's like pavement. Uh, okay, there you go. I've just saved a lot of lives. I feel pretty good about Thank today. Thank you, Bones. A lot of listeners' lives were saved by this. Like today, probably somewhere in Florida, someone runs into a shark and is going to punch him or in the an alligator. alligator. Oh, true. Both, maybe. True. Same day. That's a bad day. <laughs> but maybe it is a bad day for somebody. And I saved their life. I'm pretty proud of that. The show's good for something. All right, Stacy in Tennessee is on the phone. Hey, Stacy, are you there? Hi, Stacy. Hi, Bobby. How are you? Doing pretty good. Now, here's right? here's the thing. we got to go into a break real quick, but I would love for you to get your question on the air because I think a lot of people are wondering what you are wondering. Can you hold for like three minutes? Absolutely. Okay. I'm in my car. She has Do you a qu- mind me being on my speaker? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> for the, uh, well, While you're waiting, you can be on yeah, speaker. Yeah, I said wait away on speaker, but <laughs> yeah, sometimes but- it's like, Hey, I got all the time right. And I'm like, we don't know what's happening here. So uh, we'll figure it out when we come back. How about that? Okay. But she has a question I think a lot of our audience wants to ask somebody on the show. Mm. Deeply personal. Mm. Oh. I'm just going to let it run, you know? <laughs> Stacy, you're back with us. I appreciate you holding. What is your question? My question is, um, is Amy's fish or her daughter's fish still alive? That's the question because we all bet money on this thing and you were like, I don't know if it's alive or not. Yeah. Did you check when you went home? Checked. Fish is alive and well. Well or barely hanging on. No, that's even (laughs) quoting my daughter. Before I even went upstairs to check, I was like, hey, because I had texted her while she was at school. And then when she got home, we were talking about it. And she goes, mom, it's alive and well. We just need to change out the water soon. Which she's not wrong about that. That's a good sign. It's a good sign. Make me some money. That's getting getting. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, uh, Stacy, since you held, I'm going to give you a chance here. I want $100 with a scratch-off ticket that Abby got me for Christmas. I'm going to give Stacy a chance to win yeah. this $100. Okay, ready, okay. Stacy? Oh, my goodness. It's big odds. Yes, you're, I'm ready. You're probably not going to win. But I do have a dice here. 
with 100 numbers on it. If you can pick the number, one through 100, and you hit it, I'll give you this 100 bucks. Ready? Go ahead. 72. 72. Good okay. number. The number is 92. I'm oh. sorry. Sorry. Oh, I was so close. Nah, really. Really. Well, you didn't get a two on the back side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And you were fun to talk to. 90 is closer than, like, well, you know, one. Well, you guys have a wonderful day, and I appreciate you all so much. Thank you, Stacy. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, the question is, have you ever been fired for doing something just dumb? Luis Lanzano and Eric Mitchell, two LAPD officers, were on patrol in what is called the Crenshaw District in April of 2017. Now, this is happening now in the news because there's been uh, updates in the court cases because sometimes court cases take a long time. They were asked by their supervisors to respond to a call about a robbery at a Macy's nearby with multiple attackers. They failed to respond and later told their supervisor they did not hear the call for help. A review of the audio of the patrol car showed they did hear the call and they discussed responding but one of the cops said, ah, screw it. <laughs> oh, no. Minutes later, they decided, you know, they wanted to go get a Pokemon card instead. Huh. What? These are They were playing Pokemon Go, and one of the, guy, one of the guys you had to get at the spot was lo- real close a- by, so they had to go get it right then. Some character named Snorlax. <laughs> Snorlax. They needed to go get it now. Oh, a Pokemon no. character. Oh, my gosh. The fact that they, out loud, they said, ah, screw it. If they knew they were being recorded... <laughs> So if you've ever been fired for doing something really dumb, let us know. I did see that there was a story about a psychic, and this happens a lot in the news, where psychics get in trouble because they take a bunch of money from people that are vulnerable. And they say, hey, continue to pay me, and I will cleanse you of this. I will make sure this doesn't happen to you. Uh, the story is about William Young. That's his name. He first met this psychic in New York last year in 2021. She said, hey, I'll, I'll purge you of dark spirits, and I'll find you a soulmate through the spells. Uh, he is bipolar. Um, the rituals would cure his mental health issues was something mm-hmm. else she said. Hmm. So in the end, he paid over a million bucks for oh. all the rituals. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, he also allegedly leased a car for the psychic who needed it to go get supplies for the spells. Of course. <laughs> From Michael's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hobby Lobby. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Um, so now the psychic could be in some trouble. This is from the New York Daily News. If I were the psychic, I think about this, and I'd been swindling. First of all, you can't prove that the psychic hasn't done this so far. And if the judge was like, okay, Mr. Psychic, Mr. Bones, you're a psychic. Uh, this person says you've been swindling a million dollars from them by removing dark spirits. I have. You ought to have seen the spirits before I got it. <laughs> you have no clue. You have no, I, you should have seen the spirits before I got a hold of this guy. It's been really bad. Like we've really gotten far. So, as a matter of fact, judge, I'll throw one for free for you now. Like <laughs> the judge, the client. You yeah. should like, keep going with it. You for everybody. Commit. That's not a bad oh, yeah. bad idea. Because they can't. Pre- Listen, the psychic's going to jail. The psychic's probably a bad person. If I'm just guessing, like with my own logical brain. But if I were the psychic, I would be like, prove I didn't remove spirits. Let's go. Prove I'm, I'm right here. Prove to me that no spirits have been removed from this guy. Dang, can't do it. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the psychic should probably be in trouble. At what point is it bad? Because like, if it would have been like $100, we would have been like, well, that's what you get for going to a sidekick. It's but- bad because this guy's life has changed dramatically in a bad way because yeah. he gave up pretty much all the money he had in a, a desperate attempt to make his life better because his quality of life wasn't mm-hmm. good. Yeah, she took advantage and, and of it. Yes, and the serious part of this is, if true— this is alleged. If true, 
we should make sure this isn't happening. Mm-hmm. It is our job to protect the vulnerable. And we we have to, not just in this situation, but in general. Yeah. We should help feed the people that can't eat. We should help clothe the people that don't have clothes. You know, this is our job um, as just human beings. But to this, I, I also just go, how would I defend this? And I would go in as a psychic, and I'd wear the full gear. <laughs> I mean, ball. I would go in, yeah, I'd take the crystal ball. I'd have it all. And I'd be like, hey, your honor, you have spirits around you too. I'd do the whole song and dance. Because prove I'm not. You can't. Prove, yeah. You can't prove it. Yeah, until no, your no, until. honor no, Amy, you really decides can't prove that it. you might need some help. But how? Like but, to me, if you take it to like total next level, then it's like, oh, hey, we but might then, need to evaluate then, you. Great. But then I'm not in real prison. You're in the. I'm in easier prison. <laughs> and, and mission accomplished. You're in the mental hospital at that point. Yeah, that might not be easier. <laughs> I don't think it is. But that's that would be my approach. That would be my strategy of going in with that judge. So, um, okay, let's see. Let's talk to Kalinda in Georgia, who has called the show. Hey, is it Kalinda? Am I saying that right? Yes, you are. Hi. Hi. What would you like to say? So you asked if any of us have ever been fired for something dumb. Yeah. And I have one where I'm not sure if it was dumb, but it was kind of an instance where I should have known better. And I was a server at a pizza place when I was 18. It was my first time ever serving. And now I I seriously admire people who serve tables, who wait tables, because it is a hard job. But I had um, a table of four older women who came in, and they were celebrating something. They had their food. They kept ordering wine. They were having a good time. They were nice to me. I was nice to them. But they had been sitting there for like three hours, right? And so I asked them if they were ready to go, which apparently you're not supposed to do. Oh, that's funny. Server. It's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Guys, get up. <laughs> Yeah, and so they got mad, and they called my boss over, and he fired me that night. Oh, Ooh. that seems... Oh. Well, that's dramatic. Yeah. You couldn't even learn from that? I mean, you didn't get a kid. shot to... Yeah, he oh. was just, like, straight to the point, no write-up. It's just like, you're gone. Well, I don't like that for you. Dang. It sounds like you're doing okay, though. Yeah, yeah, that was almost uh, nine years ago, so I'm much better now. Well, good. I'm glad you bounced <laughs> back. Now. Come back player of the year right here. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you for the call, Kalinda. I hope you have an awesome day. You too. Thank right. you. A quick story, just based off that, I want to get to the pill, too, in a second. Um, I was talking to John Michael Montgomery yesterday. He was over at the house. We were recording a Bobby cast that comes out on Friday. And he was talking about when he used to wait tables. And this table came into this restaurant, Mexican restaurant he was working at. And they ordered uh, three daiquiris, one for each of the parents, and a, I think he called it a near daiquiri a not daiquiri for the kid no alcohol so two with alcohol one with not alcohol for the seven year old oh my and so <laughs> he takes the daiquiris over to the table and the seven year old's like having the time of her life yeah. and he goes over to the bartender and he goes hey did I say that, uh, that no daiquiri did I write that down or did I write down three daiquiris and the bartender goes you wrote down three daiquiris and he goes oh crap Oh no! So John, <laughs> oh, what? I would not. I wouldn't say anything. So John Michael Montgomery, we our get friend who away. sings, "April Lady, won't you give me a sign? I do anything to make your mind on mine." He goes over to the table and says, "Hey, this is what happened." And the parents were like, "We didn't notice she was drinking that thing awfully aggressively." And he's like, "They were cool, 
But luckily, we caught it pretty quick, oh. and it just was what it was, and nobody got fired. But oh. that's a nightmare. That's almost a nightmare situation. That oh, is crazy. Yeah. Like that's. I also saw a story, and I'm really rambling now. But I saw a story about a guy whose religion didn't allow him to eat meat, and this restaurant put meat in his food, and he sued and won a bunch of money. I don't drink. I've never had a drink. If someone accidentally served me and I had my first drink, could I make some coin? Yep. Yeah. Because I'm doing it not for uh, any sort of reason of of it's immoral or moral to drink. It's just it just happened so much in my family that I don't do it. Never have done it. If somebody, let's say John Michael Montgomery is my server. Let's say I go to the restaurant today and John Michael Montgomery gives me a drink and I have a couple of drinks. And I'm like, oh no, this is alcohol. Could I? Cha-ching. Yes. Dang. I think even, yeah, because... Because <laughs> that's happened a couple of times where I haven't drank it, but I'm like, because I have, it used to be Amy was my all-time smeller or taster. Or taster. You can't, well, sometimes you can smell yeah. depending on. But now it's obviously Caitlin. And so there have been times where she's like, oh, this, this has got alcohol in it. Dang, that could have happened a, a bunch of times then. I could have been, I might be drunk right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you could you imagine? I mean, part of yours too is like, yeah, you've had addiction in your family and you don't want to even know what would happen to you and possibly. Or like someone that's in recovery, if that were to happen to them and yeah. then they get a sip, it could throw them completely oh, yeah. off. I don't like working out. This is my, my my transition here. I hate it. I try to work out five days a week. I hate it. I try to do it a lot, but it is the most miserable thing to me. I like the benefits of it. So I'll take one hour and be miserable and hopefully have 23 where I'm pretty proud of myself and feeling good about myself. So that's the, the the exchange that I make in my brain for that. And scientists believe they're close to uh, distilling the chemical secrets of working out inside of a pill. Hmm. So the pill mimics the health benefits of exercise. And so I'm thinking when they came out to market and they said, okay, here's a pill you can take and it can make you. I would not take it. Me neither. I would wait. No way. I would wait years. I would want to watch. I would basically be like an anti back pillar <laughs> anti pillar mm-hmm. i'd have my own facebook group like i don't believe in it <laughs> yeah, because There's... i want to move my by, my body now oh, I, I guess no i do i want i want to do nothing and just feel and look good oh okay yeah no well, isn't that the goal who wants to do stuff but i do it because i know your mental you ha- for your brain i read a book for, okay so does this right. pill make you jacked or just make you feel like you're you've I guess been it releases out? the chemicals that you get from when, when, when you, you work, work out, out. like yeah. endorphins and I don't know whatever else. But it doesn't it, make your muscles it oxygen. It does. It has to do a lot of things, yeah. that pill. I don't think it does curls for you. <laughs> because like is it <laughs> keep I, your heart healthy, yes, your I think brain? A lot of that, yes. Because okay. like, that's okay. Okay. And that's the and that's the segment. I'm not taking it. <laughs> we did like eight things there. That's the, I'll end it with this. That's the segment. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Indianapolis, Indiana. There was a free Doja Cat concert this weekend, and a guy was way back there in line, wanted to be closer to the front. So he got on his phone, typed an email, said, hey, there's an explosive device in the area. You need to evacuate everyone so he can get to the front of the line. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they traced it back to his email, and he was arrested. Did they evacuate anyone? Yeah, they cleared the area because they see the email, and they're like, oh, no. But that means he had to leave also. Probably got up real close. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It worked. I mean, he could probably walk on stage later once everybody was gone. Wow, what an idiot. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. Americans are reading less than ever. And I do put myself in this category, too, because I still like to read. But unless I'm very deliberate about it, like, I'm going to read at this. I won't just go, well, I'm kind of bored and reach over and grab a book, which I used to do, but not so much anymore. I grab my phone and read Twitter now. Mm. Mm. I want to read the news. 
And it's not so much about people's tweets, but I have all these news sources that I like to read just so I maybe I'll make a note about the show or something. But I'm on Twitter first, and then I'll go to TikTok. And once I'm on TikTok, it's an island you won't get me off of. If I'm like, okay, Twitter's all caught up, let's watch TikTok. Wow. This guy's going to cook a water balloon in a microwave? <laughs> I can't stop. So I I do read less now, probably 30% less, but I've got to really set aside time and go, this is my reading time. You? Yeah, I'm reading a book right now. It's called Limitless, and he literally says in there that you need to put in your calendar a 20, 25-minute window mm-hmm. of when you're going to read, and you, you treat it like you would anything else, an appointment, and you go, you sit down, and you do your reading. Reading is not a thing for Americans anymore. A Gallup poll's reporting Americans are reading fewer books than in the past. La, 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 they go through with a bunch of stats, but I, I do fit in this. I, I like just, my phone is the greatest thing ever. It's the greatest invention ever. Everybody's like, oh, I don't agree. That's I don't. Fine. I'm I, like, oh. I love it. I'm yeah. connected to so many people. I know so many things. Mm-hmm. It is just, it's the greatest thing. And there are times where I'm on my phone a little too much, but there are times I have a bag of almonds here. Sometimes I get too almondy. I ate too many almonds. Right. So you can go a little hard on things. That you... Anything. Anything. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. But there's also something called wilfing. You guys familiar with wilfing? No. no. <laughs> so wilfing is to waste time surfing online. Now, mm-hmm. what do you think wilfing is? If it will think like a wolf, not like a milf. <laughs> very different. Yes, it, it is very different. But if you're wasted internet life, I like it. It stands for what was I looking for? Like I went oh. online and I just went online to go on, and I was like, I was oh off. crap, what was I looking for? So I do a, a decent amount of wolfing now too. I just get there and I was like, I knew I was coming to the internet to do something. It, I do that still in the kitchen too. That's called just being old. <laughs> it's I'm walking. In the, in I'm there. in the kitchen like I don't know why I'm here, but I didn't walk all the way over here for no reason. But wolfing. Is what, it, what 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 was I looking for on the internet? Uh, we're done with today. We will see you guys tomorrow. We hope you have a, a great Wednesday. Goodbye, friends. Come on, y'all. Bobby Bones Show. Yeah.